Shomalechem Ravotai, this is Rabbi Kovacs, and the Mishnah Yomi is continuing in the third parak of Chala, finishing up the third parak with the ninth and tenth Mishnayot. This is the learning for the tenth of Tishrei, Yom Kippurim. So wishing us all a Gemar Chatim Mishnah Tet, Kiyotzebo, similarly to this, now I recall yesterday, we had a case where there was a Tevel dough, meaning he hadn't separated a challah, so it's tevel, and he took sourdough from that and stuck it into a dough that he'd already taken challah. So he said you should add on parnasa, add on more dough from somewhere else, and separate the whole thing, but even if not, you have to separate something. Because So kiyotzi bow here, zete mosik, olives that are normally harvested, misika is the verb for harvesting olives, so it's harvested by the farmers, and it's chayev in maizot, he has to tie them. Shnei arvu im zete nikuf, and they're mixed up with olives that are nikuf olives, you know, struck down olives, the ones that the aniim would hit out of the trees because these are shicha and they're peya, and these are ones that are exempt from miser because they're matnot aniim. Or the Mishnah says, inve botsir, grapes that are normally harvested through bitsira, it's harvesting in the normal way, im inve ololot, with grapes that are ololot. The ololot is the matnot aniim for grapes. So it's exempt from tithing. So similarly here, the Mishnah says, like yesterday, if he has untithed grapes somewhere else, so you can take the tithing, the truma and the miser from those other grapes to exempt the proportion of grapes here that needs to be tithed. But if you don't have from somewhere else, you still have to take the tithes on whatever proportion is high up here, if it's, say, half ololot and half betzira, to take 50%. Motzi truma, so we should take the truma, truma maiser, lekol, for everything. Hashar, maiser, maiser, sheni, lefi, cheshbon. And the rest of it, it's proportional. Because if it's like half high of and maiser and half exempt, so proportionally, it uh, has that status. Mishnah yud, hanotel seur, meisat chitim. He's taking sourdough, the starter, the leavening, from a dough of wheat. And it's an untithed dough, the Barnar says. And he puts it into a rice dough made of rice flour. And we mentioned back in the seventh Mishnah that rice is not considered a grain, a dugon, so it doesn't work for Pesach. Remember, there's a discussion there. If you mix wheat and rice, perhaps it could be used for matzah on Pesach. And rice doesn't ferment normally. So it's, it's kind of interesting that he's putting sourdough into the rice. Remember, yesterday we mentioned the Mishnah Brura was mashma that kind of gets your rice more bread-like and more fermenting. Though the Gemara seems to say that rice doesn't leaven the same way the other grains do. So it's a big tzorachion, what's going on with the food scientists. But Lamaisa here, so a rice dough... Rice bread is pater from challah, and wheat bread is chayev in challah. So he's sticking a little bit of this wheat dough, which needs to take challah, into a bigger rice dough. So the, the Mishnah here says, Im yesh batam dogon, if it tastes like wheat. Remember yesterday we said that the Beit Yosef brought a rashba, that, wheat, that rice has a very weak taste. So rice goes with everything. So it could be that the little bit of wheat gives a taste to the whole dough. So if so, chayevet bechala, if it tastes like wheat dough, it's considered wheat dough, and he has to separate challah for the whole thing. Imlav, if it doesn't taste like it, petzura, so he doesn't have to separate challah. So the Mishnah asks, this is a bit surprising, because we've just seen where even if you have a small amount of tevel, of untithed or unchalad items uh, in a mixture, you, you have to take care of that somehow. So the Mishnah says, 
Imken, if, if so, we don't have to fix it. There's no taste. Lama Amroa Tevel Oser Kulchru. Why do our sages tell us that Tevel mixed with something else, even a small amount, you have to do something to take care of it? Either you get produce from somewhere else that's Chayev and Chala or, or Truma, Meiser, and you separate onto the proportion that needs, or you go ahead and separate with the Cheshbon. So you have to do something, but here, if it doesn't taste like wheat, we know Lamaisa, there's a little bit of sourdough that came from a tevel dough in this mixture. So Lamaisa, why don't we have to do anything about it in the absence of taste? So the Mishnah answers its own question, min bimino. The kol issue is min bimino. When it's the same species or the same taste, then you have to do something about it no matter what. You're not gonna taste it, Lamaisa, because you can't do a taste test because it's the same species, it has the same taste. The Bartner brings an explanation of this from the Gemara in Avodah Zarah that really even taking one kernel is enough for Truma Gedola. Of course, rabbinically, we need Kedai Natina. It says Natan the Kohen, so we give them 2%, 2% on average for Truma. But really, even a tiny bit of Truma will putter it from being Tevel for the, at least for Truma Gedola. So even one little piece of Tevel messes up your, your mixture and you have to fix it if it's a mixture of tevel and, you know, exempt items or already separated items. But that's min bimino, of course, because only works by min bimino. You only take tithes from the same species. Mishnah says shalom bimino. If it's a different species, a different taste, but no ten tam, then there's a taste test. Then technically this tevel from a wheat dough could be bottle. If you don't taste anything, you don't want to taste any wheat in this rice dough anymore, then you don't have to do something about it to fix the tevel that's in it. And that's a chiddush, because even though this is a sour, a sour dough, which usually accelerates fermentation, so maybe it's davka rice again that doesn't ferment. And this is amazing that this is for Yom Kippur. We, we mentioned yesterday about sour Sheba Isa is in Chazal a, a, a representation of the Yetzir Hara, that it's, you know, it has an effect on us, even though it's small. And here we see an amazing lesson that if we have other tastes in our personalistic dough, our, the dough that's our soul, that we're mixing ingredients in, whatever choices we make, whatever we're osik in, puts more ingredients into our dough. So if we're putting in the sweet, powerful tastes and aromas of Torah and mitzvot and tefillah and chesed, then maybe we're not going to taste that so Shabbisa anymore. So it's my bracha to all of us. We should be gebench to be osik in wonderful, delicious things in our life this year. And we won't be tasting so much the Sa'or Shabbat the power of the Yetzir Hara in our lives.